Chester A. Riley's latest headache started the other day when during a stroll with his friend Jim Gillis, he stopped to admire a large billboard describing the wonders of Brophy Brothers' giant circus and stupendous sideshow. Look at this, Gillis. In this circus, they got a fellow that gets shot headfirst out of a cannon. Captain Rudolph Rigoletto positively defies death at every performance. Eh, don't be a chump, Riley. They got it fixed so he lands in a net. Well, sure, something's got to stop him. Otherwise, some night while you're eating supper, this Rigoletto comes flying through your window and does a nosedive into your soup. <laughs> get wise, Riley. He don't get exploded, huh? What really shoots the guy out is a big spring. Go on, I don't believe it. Them circuses wouldn't fool people. <laughs> This is the inside dope from my son, Ed Boy. My boy ain't no deadhead like your junior. He's a go-getter. And he's got himself a jab in that sink. He did? Well, I always figured some sideshow would discover Egbert. Very humorous. But never nonetheless, my Egbert's doing all right. He sells peanuts. I figure business experience is good for building up my boy's character. Well, I don't have to worry about my boy. He gets his character from me, and I got plenty. Why, when I walk into a room, people say, Look out, here comes that character. <laughs> you know, I don't see your kid bringing home no buck, buck and a half, two bucks every night. And it ain't only that. Eggbite also brung us two passes to the psychist. Passes? Free passes? Sure. Look, admit to. Yeah. Oh, so what? My junior could get a job at that circus, too, if he wanted. Yeah, but that's it. He don't want it. Because you ain't brung him up right. Thirteen years old. And already he's a failure in life. <laughs> he is not. He just didn't take a circus job like Egbert because... Well, because... Well, go on, Randy, because why? Why? Why, why, why? why? Because why? I brought him up not to do nothing until he heard from me. <laughs> and believe me, when I get home, he's going to hear from me. <laughs> Junior's going to sell peanuts too, Gillis, and he'll outsell your Egbert. I will wager you a bet on that. Anything you say, a thousand bucks, two thousand bucks. Let's make it real money. Okay, a dollar cash. <laughs> It's a bet. Uh, a dollar cash. And also, the loser cuts the winner's grass all summer. Are you game? Am I game? I'm gamier than you are. You think my junior ain't got brains enough to sell peanuts? Well, I'll show you my junior's got more of a peanut brain than your Egbert. <laughs> in the circus. You don't want to... Peg. Peg, did you hear that? Now I ask you, give me your honest opinion. Well, Riley, if he doesn't want him, then he shouldn't. Please, Peg. When I want your opinion, I'll ask for it. <laughs> Listen, Junior, I, uh, I suppose you'd like to see this circus. Well, sure. Who wouldn't? Mm-hmm. You expect me to shell out my hard-earned dough to buy tickets, huh? Well, the answer is no. Oh, okay, so what's no? Don't give me the money. If I want to give you the money, I'll give it to you. And just for that, I won't give it to you. Oh, Riley, stop making up fuss. All I know is other boys don't have to come to their old man for handouts. They go out and earn money working for the circus. And they get passes for their lovable parents, too. But, Riley, if you were to... I'm only trying to build up his character, Peg. It ain't the money, it's the passes. I... I, I mean, it's the principle. 
I won't have certain people saying that my son is a loafer who won't work. But, Riley, he's only 13. At 13, I was supporting a wife and child. A wife and child? Yeah, my mother and me. working, Pop. But this weekend, my girl Merlin wants me to take her bike ride. Thirteen years old, and already he's henpecked by a twelve-and-a-half-year-old woman. <laughs> Why can't you be like me? I didn't let myself be henpecked until I got married. <laughs> Ain't that right, Peg? Oh, will you stop and let me read this newspaper? No, but... Oh, what are you picking on Marilyn for? Remember this, Junior. Women are the root of all evil. And you're too young to go around pulling up roots. <laughs> What do you say? Will you sell peanuts? And well, uh, I'll think about it. What is there to think about? A circus ain't work. It's fun. There's a two-headed man and the bearded lady, the dog-faced boy. Ain't it much nicer seeing them than sitting home staring at your mother and me? Oh, Riley, stop nagging him. Every time you force him into something, you get him into trouble. Okay, okay. Far be it for me to force my boy. <laughs> but if he can't do one little thing that I had... After all I've done for him, sacrificing, scrimping, slaving, chiseling, working my fingers. Okay, Pop, okay. If it's so important to you, I'll work in the circus. Well, since you put it so nicely, I give you my permission. circus over, huh? How are you, Waldo? Oh, my aching back. <laughs> Trouble with the wife again? Yes. My dear spouse and I were looking at the menagerie when a boy came along and said, buy some peanuts, mister, and feed the elephant. And I said, no thanks, she eats enough at home. Your wife, it was a natural mistake, Waldo. How'd you get away from her? Well, she was chasing me, mm -hmm. so I ducked into the first open door. Mm -hmm. And guess what? What? It was the dressing room of Fatima, the siren of the seven veils. No kidding. Well, what happened then, Waldo? Tell a guy. What happened? Promise not to tell my wife. I promise. I promise. What happened? What happened? I won 30 cents from her at Pinochle. <laughs> You didn't. Yes, I did. Oh, I'm a scamp. Listen, Waldo, have you seen my junior? Junior? What? Yes, I saw him selling peanuts under the grandstand. Under the... Waldo, he can't sell any peanuts in a spot like that? Of course not. That Mr. Gillis bribed the peanut boss to put Junior in a bad location and to give Egbert a hot spot. Uh, what some people will do to win a bet. Are you sure, Waldo? Positive. I heard Mr. Gillis frame the whole horrible thing. The man who do a trick like that is a low-down, conniving skunk. So why didn't I think of it first? <laughs> Mr. Riley, you've got to fight fire with fire. Yeah, that Gillis is asking for it. Okay, I'm through being honest. From now on, I'm going to be myself. Mr. Riley? Yeah? I have an idea. Right. Round up all the kids on the lot and give them money to buy peanuts. But only from Junior. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. 
Waldo, that's great. Here, take this $12. Give it out to all the kids. Go ahead. Uh, leave it to me, Mr. Riley. We'll corner the peanut business for your son. Oh, that's a... Wait, Waldo. Huh? Now, remember, I want my boy to think that he's selling all them peanuts on his own. So if anybody asks you who put up this $12, just keep my name out of it. Just say it's a man by the name of Madam X. <laughs> Our junior was selling bushels of peanuts. That boy is a crackerjack salesman. Well, that's fine. He sold six times as much as Gillis' son. Boy, was that thing red. Red? What thing? That thing Gillis uses for a face. <laughs> oh, how that poor flusher hates to lose a bet. <laughs> a bet? Yeah. So that's what's behind all this big talk about building Junior's character. Every time you make a silly bet with that Gillis, there's trouble. What trouble, Peg? Now Gillis has to cut our grass all summer. Gee, I wish we had a lawn. <laughs> anyway, Junior will see that earning money is hard work. And besides, the circus is very educational. Oh, hello, Junior. Hiya, Rube. Hiya, doll. Mother the meatball and slip me a slug of mood juice. After I worked a concert, I hit a grease joint on a main drag with my mouth. A fine education. Well, uh, uh, sure, already he's learned a new language. Yeah. It's circus talk. Uh. It means I just want a glass of milk, because after the show, I ate at a lunchroom with my girl. Hey, Pop, look at my grouch bag. It's stuffed with lettuce. Lettuce? Well, I'm glad to hear you still speak English. <laughs> lettuce is money, Pop. Uh. Gosh, did I sell peanuts. And you know what? What? Uh. The boss says I can have a regular full-time job on the road. Riley, you hear that? Now he wants to leave home. Now, take it easy, Peg. Listen, son. Maybe there was some good reason why you sold so much peanuts, huh? Sure, I'm a hot shot, that's why. Why, everywhere I went, the kids chased after me to buy. I took in $12.10. Where did that dime come from? The boss says I'm a natural, so I'm taking his offer. Okay? Well, Riley, you started this. Finish it. Now listen, son. First, finish school. Look at me. Did I quit school? No. I stuck. Year after year, I stuck. Right there in the seventh grade. <laughs> I outlasted three teachers. Make big money. Captain Rudolph Rigoletto says he could take a bright fellow like me and teach me to be a human bullet. What? Nobody's going to teach my son to be a bullet. No, sir. You ain't getting shot around town. <laughs> How do you think I'll feel when I meet a friend and he says, I saw your son today. He was higher than a kite. <laughs> Junior, you ain't joining no circus. Oh, Pop, it's my big chance. No, I say you can't do it. But, Pop... My head's made up. You told me to get a job. You said boys ought to work. You said that when you were my age... Never mind what I said. You ought to know better than to listen to me. <laughs> now listen to me. Yeah, well, well, I'm not going back to that old school. I'm going to work in the circus and get famous. Junior, you... Oh, you never let me do anything this fun. But I'll show you. If you don't let me, uh, I'll run away. You'll see. I'll run away. Now, Joe. Well, Riley, you and your smart tricks. 
Now your son's running away with the circus. Do you realize what that means? Yeah. All my grandchildren will be acrobats. <laughs> what a revolting development this is. Talked his son Junior into taking a two day job at the circus. But now, to Riley's dismay, Junior wants to quit school and travel with the show. Riley's wife is furious with him and has ordered Riley to bring the boy home at once. Right now, we find Riley in a telephone pay station, and he seems to be giving his wife quite a lecture. Now, look, Peg, I'm head of this family, and what I say goes. I won't stand for no interference, and this is one time I'm going to handle things my way. Huh. That sounded good. Now I'll call her up and say it to her. <laughs> I can be pushed just so far. Hello? Hello, sweetheart. Hug my little darling. Who is it? Who is it? Uh, it's your loving husband, Mr. Riley. Oh, Riley, where are you? Is Junior with you? Well, no, not exactly, Peg. Uh, the fact is... You know what I told you. Now, don't come home without him. Yeah, but don't... And I mean it. Peg, wait, Peg. She hung up on me. Well, two can play at that game. Now I'll hang up on her. <laughs> oh, what a life. Sometimes I feel I'd like to crawl into a hole and stay there forever. I wouldn't say that if I were you. Uh, who's that? It is I, Digby O'Dell, the friendly undertaker. <laughs> Going my way. Oh, hello, Digger. Greetings, Riley. You're looking fine. Very natural. <laughs> What are you doing around here, Digger? Oh, I've just come from the circus. Mm -hmm. I saw a perfectly fascinating trick by a magician. Ah. He gets into a box. The assistant nails the lid down. They lower the box into a deep pit and fill up the pit with gravel. And then I went to see... Uh, but, Digger, didn't you see the finish of the trick? Oh, is there more? <laughs> sure. Later, they dig up the box, open it, and the man steps out. Hmm. Inferior workmanship. <laughs> Tell me, Riley, why do you seem so downcast? Oh, same old thing, Digger. Trouble with my boy again. Ah, yes. Boys can be a problem. There's a gang of young hoodlums that's been annoying me. They gather outside my business establishment. And chant a certain song. Uh, what song, Digger? One two Digger ain't choosy. Three four comes to your doorzy. Fourzy fivezy if you're alivezy. Ninezy tenzy he'll come againzy. Yeah, but with Junior, it's more serious. I got him a job in a circus, and now he wants to run away with it on the road. A common desire with boys. When I was a lad, I too wanted to run away with the circus. You see, I proposed marriage to the lady contortionist. Contortionist? Yes, she was very thrifty, and I wanted a wife who could make both ends meet. <laughs> ah, the circus. The circus. The colorful clowns stumbling in the dirt. The pink lemonade all over your white suit. The delicious cotton candy full of bull weevils. 
I adore tattooed ladies. They're so gay. I wish I knew how to stop Junior from running away with this circus digger. Oh, that's easy, Riley. Simply bribe his boss to make the work difficult. Then Junior will quit of his own accord. Digger, you've got the right idea. That ought to make Junior quit. That's just what I'll do. Thanks, Digger. You're a lifesaver. That is a matter of opinion. <laughs> well, cheerio. I'd better be shoveling off. It's the only way to cure Junior. Now, all we got to do is find his boss. My, it's exciting to be backstage. <laughs> Look at that Roman chariot there. Ben-Hur rode in a chariot like that. She did? I guess this is where they keep all the props when they're not being used. Yeah, but I wonder where Junior's boss... Waldo. Huh? There's Junior. He's coming this way. I don't want him to see me. You better hide. Yeah. Where, where, where... Oh, here, under the top of here. Hurry, Mr. Ryder. Yeah, okay. Hey, there's something under here. It's a big sewer pipe. Well, crawl into it. Hurry up. Okay, I'm crawling in. She is stuck in here. I'll let you know when he's gone, Mr. Riley. Can you hear me? I guess he can't hear. Hey, Mr. Benny. What are you doing? Oh, here? Uh, good evening, Junior. Uh, oh, I'm waiting for a friend. Yeah, well, you better wait outside. They don't want anybody hanging around Captain Rigoletto's cannon. Cannon? What cannon? Oh, it's under that tarpaulin. My stars. Does it look like a big sewer pipe? Yeah, the front end. Only it's on wheels. Hey, you better beat it. Here comes some guy. Junior, wait. Oh, dear me. Mr. Riley, that's not a sewer pipe you're in. Oh, dear, he can't hear me. Hey, you. Shorty, get away from that gun. But there's a friend of mine who... Throw the rope out, Joe. Hurry up to waiting for this cannon in the ring. But, Mr. Riley... I just wait, Bob. No arguments. You're holding up this show. But I... But you wait, but please. Oh, okay, oh, Jody. Human bullets on next. Get a hold of that wheel now. Eve. Here she goes, Matt. <laughs> They'd be moving the sewer pipe in the middle of the show. I'd better stay quiet inside here for a while. I want to be sure nobody sees me when I come out of this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, and now the grand climax of the performance of the Pimbley, the world's most sensational act of justifying daring. In just one moment, Doing in my cannon. What's that? I can't hear. What are you doing in my cannon? 
Oh, cannon. The minute I thought you said cannon, did you hear? Cannon! Help! Let me out of here! Don't worry, we both be out of here in a minute. This is the Hollywood bus. Invites to be their guests next week to hear the life of Riley with William Bendix as Riley. William Bendix appears by arrangement with Hal Roach and is currently starring in the Paramount picture, The Blue Dahlia. The Life of Riley is produced for Teal by Irving Brecker and was directed by Andy Potter. Music by Lou Kozlov. The script is by Ashmead Scott, Alan Lipscott, and Reuben Shipp. Mrs. Riley is Paula Winslow. Junior is Scotty Beckett. Digger Odell is John Brown. Waldo Benny is Dink Trout. Mac was Herb Vigran. And Captain Rigoletto is Patsy Flick. This is Ken Carpenter on behalf of Teal, inviting you to listen again next week. And remember, for laughs, it's R-I-L-E-Y Riley. And for lovely smiles, it's T-E-E-L Teal. Teal, the amazing liquid dentifrice, protects teeth beautifully. (laughs) 